Let's go. Bingetown, how are we feeling today? It's your boy, Davey Solomons, here with Kyle, Luke, and Jimmy. We are coming back at you with more coverage of Peaky Blinders Season 6 with Episode 5, The Road to Hell. Now, a lot happens in this episode, but we'll try to do our best to make sure we get to all of it. But I will say this is for sure my favorite episode of the season so far, and maybe Ooh. up there in the S tier of episodes all time for Peaky. That's the okay. extent I'm going to give it. We finally get a little red right hand action in the outro, mm-hmm. albeit a remake of the one we know and love. But Kyle did call it last episode that it was going to play here because our boy Tommy Shelby is back as himself. We also uh, have the return of Finn. I'll just casually slide Linda in there, too. Mm. Keep it mentioned. as cash as possible. Yeah, exactly. And lastly, we get some major badass moments scattered throughout the episode. Let's just get right into it with our general thoughts on episode five. I think it's funny that you say this is in the S tier of episodes because this just feels like a classic Peaky Blinders episode mm-hmm. of like shockingly violent scenes that are just like they're they just hit, but they still move the like it's not just like gratuitous violence; it actually moves the plot along. Like Tommy is honestly, Tommy is still not really. I would say Tommy. He's still kind of a little off mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. classic Tommy, but this is an overall classic Peaky Blinders episode. So I would agree. I think this this and episode three are clearly the best two best episodes this season. And this is probably my favorite so far. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. There's a couple things that I'll definitely want to talk to you guys about. Number one being still wondering the point of Duke, but we'll talk about it. But otherwise, yeah, I totally agree. I, I really love this episode. Tommy's back, like you said, not all the way back, but he's also accepting who he is. That speech that he gives after Lizzie walks out is very telling for what we're going to see in the finale. So I'm ready, guys. Let's let's get this party started. You guys said it all pretty much what I was thinking. I was a little self-conscious about my opinion when I was watching it because I was saying like, this is the best fucking episode of the season. And when Dave said that, I felt very validated because I didn't know if I was going to be alone here. I I thought this episode was incredible. This is the episode where Arthur was back to his Peaky Blinder self. That was sweet. We got your Mm -hmm. boy Al Capone, Jimmy. He he showed back up, (laughs) thankfully. And we're going to talk about this pretty early on, at least about Duke and Finn. I brought them up as like two of the biggest gripes we had on our last podcast episode. And honestly, like it was almost good enough for me. Like not that I still am for the whole Duke storyline, but for what it was worth and the amount of screen time it got, which wasn't a lot. I I think it was as satisfying as it it possibly could have been for me. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like he's going to build his whole like life plan around this kid. And it's not going to be the, the main point of episode six. Yeah. I mean, it is weird though, because What's the point is my question, because you what we wanted was, okay. he's introduced, but we don't want too much time on him Mm -hmm. because there's not enough time for just him. So we got what we wanted by having him not be that big of a part of the episode. But at the same time, it's like, okay, still. then what's the point of introducing him? He's going to have to do something next episode. I think I do love how Tommy had that speech with Duke basically saying I have a light side and a dark side. Oh, yeah. And he and he kind of said, like, it doesn't even have to be you, man. Like, it could be it could be Charlie. It could be, you know, like mm-hmm. light and dark. We don't know because Duke says, am I the dark? You know, and we'll get into that. But 
it, it was a really great speech they had between them. And I and I am fine with it again, like you said, because it wasn't that big of a deal. But it, I'm wondering the point at, mm-hmm. at this, you know, right now. I don't think there is one right now, but they emphasize his thieving ability so much that it would be that such a cool. waste for him to just be thrown in the stables and not have a major role in somehow the final, stealing the final yeah, plan, yeah. stealing some sort of information, uh, piece of evidence, things, something like along those lines. So I, I'm still keeping my eye out for him. I don't think they just threw him away for the stables just yet, but we'll see. Let's reopen that in about yeah. three to five minutes here. Sure. So we're going to start the episode and this is going to be a little bit more like our podcast coverage of episode three when it's a slightly more bucketed because of the isolated scenes that Arthur Finn and then Billy gets multiple scenes. So that's going to be in its own little bucket. But to start it off, we're going to follow the opening to the actual episode itself. And this is the the, the co- scenes we're about to cover here are going to be Tommy walking through Chinatown to go to the, the restaurant that Arthur robbed. We're going to have the direct follow up to this, which is the whole family meeting. And then this is where Finn makes his introduction with his new wife, Mary. And then uh, the other two things I want to talk about are going to be Arthur quickly talking to Duke. And we get that thieving conversation. Mm -hmm. That's like a one liner. And then last we'll end with Tommy meeting Linda and then coming up with a deal about how she's going to help redeem Arthur. Right. Yeah. So we got the intro Finn's back and you kind of alluded to this, Luke. I'm fine with how they used Finn for this episode. He's back and that's it. There's mm-hmm. not really any kind of explanation to where he was. He's just the younger brother and it is what it is at this point. And I'm not going to harp on it because there's one episode left. But I do like that he was used enough and he was brought back into the fold and he wasn't just like missing for the entire entire final season. I still don't get it. But, you know, I did. I did like that. He was part of the family meeting and then he has his couple scenes later. It would it makes sense if his marriage was occurring at the same time as Polly's death. I understand that you have all these plans that gets pushed back potentially because of the death of one of your family members, and then you have to have the marriage again. So I am okay with them not explaining in depth his absence in the first four episodes, but it had been a huge discussion between all of us. And are we all in agreement that it was as satisfying as it could have got as you could get for an explanation or no? Hell no. No. Well, well, let me Why just say all of his closest family members didn't know he was married. Like yes. Tommy has to introduce the fact that he got married and they've never yeah. met her. Before. Well, I, that I feels think crazy. I think it was more like the official introduction to family meetings because they have okay. done that for other like he's done. He did that for Lizzie when he married Lizzie and he was like, I just want to bring Lizzie into the fold. Everybody welcome Lizzie. And he did it for Esme. Like, I do believe that it was that I don't know if they didn't know if they didn't know that's ridiculous but it's just I, it feels like it because he hasn't been in the season so like yeah. that's his first real scene is them introducing his wife just felt like we forgot about him but let so me just say to your point Kyle the funny thing about it is you know they do show him when they're introducing the wife but the next main scene he gets it's him and Billy just being like these damn referees it's like yeah, years yeah. Ago, it's the same exact you might as well have taken last season four years ago and just put a scene right next to it mm-hmm. and it's the same exact uh, storyline I'm gonna so I, bring it up again like I said before like I just don't really care that much about Finn so I thought this was good enough the only scene that he was blaringly missing from before this episode was probably the whole Liverpool Isaiah and Arthur situation when they met Al Capone for the first time like he should have probably been involved in that 
But otherwise, I don't really care. Like, it's fine. He was doing other things in the background. You can kind of fill that in with your own head. Like, he's never going to be the main driver of plot. And I, I don't care that much about his wife. I think it's fine. Like, I was satisfied enough that they just th- at least made the w- throwaway line, like introducing like the new wife. And so mm-hmm. I was good enough with it. I don't feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was another weird situation where pretty much exactly what we guessed. Tommy introduces Duke and Lizzie's freaking pissed. And I I'm just kind of confused here because didn't he explain when Duke walked in that it's his son? But then he has to tell Duke later that I'm your father. I I I agree completely. I think it was the story and just. Uh, him kind of hitting home with the fact that you're just a bum. You're actually a nobody when you go out there. But if you stay here, I think he obviously Duke knew by that point that Tommy was his father. I think it was just more so let's clear the air about all the lies your mother was telling you. So you feel like a piece of shit. So you're forced to be. <laughs> Damn. Okay. That's, oh, what, I, that's what I think. I didn't, that's what yeah, I, think. I didn't take negative it that way. On that. Yeah, I, I didn't take it that way, but I just, I mean, I almost took it like, if we have to make it make sense, it's almost like the Barney thing from How I Met Your Mother, where he he's pretending that the Duke is his dad. Like his mom told him that story. Tommy says, no, I'm the dad in that family meeting. And he's just being stubborn, being like, nah, you're not my dad. And mm-hmm. then Tommy has another talk with him being like, yo, here's the watch, man. Like, let me just tell you this. And, you, and here's the facts. And now you can't really fake it any, anymore. That's the only thing I could think of. Maybe that was a better way of putting it than what I said. I was a little bit more <laughs> aggressive with it. But I, I don't think, think Tommy was, was trying to make him feel like a piece of shit. That was more along the lines of what I was trying to get at. Yeah, <laughs> We do learn a lot about him in this quick introduction. He doesn't drink. He doesn't write. He doesn't want to be a Shelby. And we're saying all these things. So I'm happy that it didn't turn into fuck my dad. He's a piece of shit. Like, and it's going to be this whole path where instead it kind of got resolved where we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, in the in the shipyard, whatever you want to call it, it turned into something that I was okay with, but I was a little worried at this introduction because again, it pisses Lizzie off, and mm-hmm. Lizzie has every like we ride for Lizzie, not Duke. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this guy? So I don't want her to have to just have a terrible ending because Tommy just shoves this on her. Um, the kid's nineteen; he's pretty independent. I feel like at this time, like he doesn't need to be babied. Like I originally thought he might you know, be taken under Lizzie's wing or at least forced under Lizzie's wing. So I don't know. I thought this point of contention was addressed enough that I'm, I don't care to like, I feel the same way about Finn. Like I'm just yeah. good enough. Let's get to all the other stuff. Yeah. Basically. I feel you. Was this uh did Ada also walk into this family meeting saying like, is it, I need a whiskey, early? bro. Yeah. Is it too <laughs> early for whiskey? I'm pretty sure she said that last episode. I'm thinking we send yeah. that actress a, a beer mug or a whiskey shot glass. <laughs> She was, I mean, I don't know if we brought it up a lot, but the episode where it's the Ada centric episode, she's just pounding whiskey the entire time. So it's funny because we didn't talk much about the opening. It's not that deep. Like Tommy just goes and says, you're done selling opium. He wants to have it all regulated and go through him. But the I thought it was so fucking badass. The bomb when the wife thinks that it's a fake bomb. And then you look out the window and Tommy just drops the the suitcase over the into the river. With the opium in it. 
Yeah, exactly. And then the reason I brought that up was because Ada comes in hot yeah. talking about that. She's like, oh, there was like a explosion or something. And then she's like, oh, is there anything that ever happens that we're not <laughs> cause of? And exactly. that's what she asked for her whiskey. Ridiculous question, Ada. Of course, everything that happens around you is going to be involved. Freaking Myrtle Street shut down. Oh, my gosh. I feel, I feel it was bad. Us. I, feel, I do feel bad for those Asian shop owners because one, they didn't obviously want to give Arthur the opium when he came and beat the shit out of like the wife and took all the opium. Mm-hmm. And now Tommy is threatening them to blow up their restaurant and or their tea shop rather. And yeah, they could have easily, easily been one of the outlets for Tommy's opium. So but now I think, because of that interaction, no, I think it's different. I think it had nothing to do with the Arthur blow up unless I'm wrong. I thought it was totally more about saying Chinatown is clean now. Yeah, you're going straight. I, think I don't both. think it had anything but to do that, with Arthur. Is yeah. that not for Arthur, though? No, no. I think it's so, both. No, I I really think it's for. I mean, he literally he goes and tells other like the cops to go to other parts of Birmingham, the city, and it's like you don't deal opium. So like, like yeah, there's so nowhere I, for Arthur to go to get opium. It's 50 50 in he wanted it to be out of Arthur's hands, but I also think he wants to be the only source of opium in the town rather than all these shops. get. I mean, like they, it's 50, don't you think they get it from him? No, anyway, don't. you don't think they, that they're not dealers uh, because I think they're, I think they're the original source, right? Isn't that who Tommy bought it from? Like if yeah. they're connected to the Asian source that he bought oh, the big okay. then it's definitely stuff from, but yeah, I mean, no, I still think that there's merit. I think it is 50, 50 where, He's trying to go straight now or the best he can clean. He said, I'm going to fix a lot of things, a lot of my wrongs, you know, so I I could see it both ways. I mean, I honestly took it both ways. I okay, so I guess we're just going to disagree about this because I'm firmly on this had nothing to do with Arthur. I thought this was all about making sure that when he sets up his new supply line using Liverpool, he's it's like everything that's going to be coming out of England is going to be coming through him. Well, I mean, like when you layer the scenes, like he speaks with Arthur and is like, we have, you know, a few yards left in this fucking tunnel that we've been digging. And then the next thing Arthur does is go crazy for a fucking opium binge. And then the next thing Tommy does is go and fucking take the opium away. But also wasn't the end of the last episode when the deal for actually Tommy getting the rights to sell opium to Boston happened? That was like the direct last thing that happened. Yeah, but I just feel like it's. The connection to Chinatown directly, I feel like, is completely through Arthur. I mean, we've already seen Arthur in Chinatown multiple times in that shop and them trying to get him to not use opium. But also, Tommy knows that he needs him in these last steps. Okay. I I think the scene, I I feel like really it's small peanuts, the opium that gets dealt in Birmingham to the $5 million that he's getting from sending it to Boston. I really don't think he cares that much about it. That's my opinion. Obviously. Okay, I mean, I could buy. I'm, I'm not as firm anymore. <laughs> I still, it, I still think it could be either. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really think it's, it's a combo of Arthur and I don't know if Tommy really wants, like his constituents on opium. I feel like that's I mean, like Jimmy said, it's a part of his like turning good. Like I yeah. don't know if part, he wants it in his city. Part of his speech is you know why or mothers are giving it to their kids so they can walk away from them all day. Husbands are. Go, aren't going to work and are being POS is because of it. They pretty much said a million times that it's just not good and it kills people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's part of the speech, but I do see what you're saying too, Luke. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm that's cool. I'm, I'm curious. Good, Tommy. I'm going to look yeah. at Reddit, see what people are saying. Cause I have, I've been avoiding all yeah. social medias when it comes to yeah, Peaky yeah. blinders. You can't get on. We're so close to the finish line here. Yeah. Right. 
But let's skip ahead back to after the family meeting. We already I don't think it's worth bringing up unless you guys want to talk about Duke and Arthur, that that was a cool scene from Duke. that was a really cool. Yeah, scene. It was just a badass introduction. Yeah, but, yeah that's got to have Dave. I think you're 100 percent right. It has to have a reason for him being such a good thief. He'll be part of a, some kind of plan in the finale. There just can't be a reason to show that badass scene because it almost contradicts what he's trying to tell Tommy later where he pretty much says, I know it's the killing that really got to him, but, and he's a thief in general and he's been a thief, but he's trying to say like, I don't want to do any of that stuff and I don't want to be around people. And I just want to be either, either be gone or now I have this other option of just staying with Curly and, and uh, the uncle, Mm -hmm. you know, I, but I, you know, I think that they showed him having that badass thieving scene to show that he can do it later. Can be an asset. Yeah. Um, But, before we get back to him in a little bit, let's talk through that church scene where Tommy confronts Linda and that's Linda's first appearance, right? Well, she's been mentioned in episode one as right. leverage to try and get Arthur to do Tommy's bidding. He says like, I'll write to her if you quit opium, which he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So instead he's going to have Linda come in and maybe in his place after he dies, be the guiding light that keeps Arthur straight. Cause it seems yeah. like Tommy's just trying to write the wrongs. He's saying he's trying to set his family up so that they're all set and cared for after he dies. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. Yep. That's yep. exactly what I you was getting. It. And I think this is a good move by Tommy to help ground Arthur for the time being. As much as I'm not a fan of Linda, really anyone who is just religiously crazy, like Uthred Jr. Uthred. Uh, Uthred. <laughs> Uthred Jr. for the first, you know. From what episodes. show, dude? Last Kingdom, of course. That we cover, dude. Yeah, that we cover <laughs> on the pod. Um, he was just an awful character because of how religious he was and how devoted he was. And characters like that, just I don't really care about. But I, again, I will say it was a good move on Tommy to help stabilize Arthur a little bit, I think. 10,000 pounds in 1933 is equal to 762,000 pounds in 2022. Oh my goodness. To do that conversion for 5 million. Uh, I'll Ooh. talk about it later because I already did it. Gotcha, man. So Linda was like, Woo, yeah, well, she said like, Lord in heaven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's like, let me just, let me it's just always about money, here. but, and Tommy What's knows it? the deal. Tommy knows the deal and it he was... gets Linda to do what he, she, he needs her to do. Sorry. I was trying to cut you off there, Jimmy. Yeah, you were bad. trying. I, you were trying. I, I jumped it. I, I actually felt like I was cutting you off. <laughs> we were both kind of talking. Nah, bro, I respect you. you kept going. But yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anyways, enough to so, fuck uh, Arthur. The, the, <laughs> Jesse Eden, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's literally the only thing I wrote on that scene was that uh, that conversion. Mm, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get back to Linda, too, because she does show up mm-hmm. pretty quickly and, and confronts Arthur. So yeah. two quick scenes here that I want to talk about before we can step away and go through Billy, Arthur and Finn's bucket is directly after uh, Tommy meets with Linda. Now he's going to go to Liverpool and he meets with I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call him Al Capone because that's what we're calling yeah, him. Baby. He's in Liverpool meeting Al Capone. They have that conversation, which there's some good there's some good quotes there we, we'll talk about. And then right after he goes back and hooks up with Lizzie and then they're talking about Ruby and Uncle Jack staying for the night. So just those two scenes. And then we're going to step away from our boy Tommy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy, bro, this is your boy. Take yeah, my boy's back. My boy's back. And he... And like you said, Luke, they have a nice scene, and I honestly think this might be the end. I don't think that we're going to see much of him anymore. There's no real reason to, but I do love the conversation they had. And this guy, man, he he 
made his mark in two episodes, probably less than what three minutes of of airtime. He's so but, wise. Yeah, he's so badass. He doesn't I mean, give a shit. He's been through a lot of shit. He's been Al Capone, dude. He's been, you know, he's been a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I just he, he somehow is just like the he's the Shelby's therapist. Yeah. Just, I mean, somehow qualify, I guess, because a therapist clinical doesn't understand the life that they come from. And he actually does kind of understand this like grungy addiction, crime riddled life that they're from. But I, I, their interaction, Tommy and his interaction, and then paralleling it with Arthur and his interaction, is just interesting to think about. And that Tommy was still so dominant in that conversation for the most part. Mm-hmm. Arthur Tom- kind of just withers away immediately. When right. Tommy pulls out that gun, cocks <laughs> it, and then puts it back away and is like, this is why I do it. Like The high I get from this is better, th- better than any junk can get me. I'm- junk doesn't even come close. Oh, That's, yeah. That was so freaking cool. So He's like, tough. you want to know why I do this? <laughs> Did you feel that? Junk <laughs> doesn't even come close. I fucking love Amazing. it. But, uh, Stag was a good character, absolutely. Um, the therapist that I had been talking about getting for both Arthur and Tommy, I was... <laughs> In episode one, I was like, we need Dr. Stag, man. Yeah, we Dr. Capone. <laughs> Sit therapy, and here he is. Uh, he didn't guy. read Tommy like immediately, though, when he's like, I mean, you just, you could have anything in the world, and you still go around collecting all these fucking thank yous and pleases, and I'm sorry, sirs. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck, bro? Uh, I want to know, did I miss something about, is is the supply of guns that are going to be here, and this is what Capone's job is going to be, he's going he's to get this and make sure that it, it doesn't get lost or skimped like the opium was so he and tommy also said if this goes well like this is gonna be my main supply line in all Mm -hmm. of england so why does he need the guns is that for the fat like quote unquote the fascists like what the they think i think it's coming back from boston into england the ira yeah but i i I don't say like it's for it's part of the deal i think yeah because he says later in the episode like i usually use belfast as my like center of distribution, but like I'm thinking about moving it to Liverpool, and I think he meant both opium and the guns. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the end line is just amazing, where you know he's eluding the entire talk. You know, you could just be a mortal man. You've done so much. You're so powerful. Why do you need the yes sirs and the thank you sirs and then the pleases? And he ends it by saying, you know, at the end of this, I will be a mortal man. And us, we know that what that means. You know. <laughs> no, no. To, to mr capone he's just thinking oh okay that's tommy saying i'm going on vacation and i'm done you know i get my last deal and i'm out yeah. but to us we're shedding a tear cutting onions pretty much and al capone i just want to say i might as well give him one more prop because i mean he's my boy apparently but <laughs> i mean he deserved a beating like 87 times and somehow <laughs> he just got out of it twice like literally yeah, I- Literally, Tommy's like, you still deserve that beating. And he's just like, so anyway, Mr. Shelby, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about your feelings. And Tommy's like, yeah, yeah, you got me, bro. Yeah, where are you at <laughs> mentally, bro? Let's talk yeah. about that. Fuck the physical. Yeah. Where are we spiritually? Yeah. yeah. I was That's really funny. expecting Tommy to start swinging at some point, especially after that comment. When you don't he- swing at Capone, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's not full. Like, he's he's not old tommy he's right, he's right, getting right. back Not to like all. that mindset a little bit but he's still like in that like i'm changing mm-hmm. so he still is doing what needs to be done but in a different mm-hmm. kind of way i think yeah and i also think i took the gun thing like a different way which i don't even know if you guys will agree it's just an interpretation but like when he's saying like did you feel that i also took it like i can point my gun at you right now 
and then I can cock it and be like, I'm going to walk away. I know you won't do anything to me when I walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I took it a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. I just want, right. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Second part of this bucket. Let's go to Tommy. He ends up going back to Lizzie. Uh, they're hooking up. And then he says, uncle Jack's coming tomorrow night. This is where they talk about that. The list of regrets, which was kind of a nice scene. It was the most emotion. I feel like Tommy's ever vocalized towards her. Yeah. Where he doesn't regret marrying or well, he does regret it for in this room right that now he's, dude that he's too much he says <laughs> yeah. in this moment in this room i love you which was very similar to ada's thing when she says in this moment in this room the shelby's run shit so shut your fucking <laughs> mouth and i'm talking so they like that saying in this moment. tommy tommy stabbed me in the back because what was it last episode or two episodes ago i was like he'll never tell us he loves her pretty sure <laughs> i said that yeah <laughs> I'm shocked, though. I mean, we've been saying that he has yeah. not been able to give her this emotional support. And I mean, granted, he literally says, I regret marrying you. But uh, what I feel like it, it he has somewhat of like uh, an emotional connection that develops a little bit in this scene. It wasn't yeah, enough he, for her yet. No, it's, no. I mean, it's it was still, a line. It was a line. They will not be. I don't no, know. I'll never ever be. get to that. I mean, it's yet. over now, dude. It's over. I like again over. though. She brings up the whole like he says that, and she gets right in his face. It's like, are you just taking another fucking box scumbag? Like, what the fuck's going on? She it says, "You've never let me in. I have access to the safe." Like she knows stuff about the business, but she knows nothing about Tommy. I just like that they're like highlighting that dynamic of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Can we? Because he even says about- like business. It's all business. Like, and I'll put aside vengeance and and all that stuff for business. But he yeah. lets Lizzie in on the business and doesn't actually let her in on the on the seemingly less important stuff. Right. Can we talk about how weird it was that he, after having sex, he immediately says, I know she's still here with us. I, okay. I was going to say that. the Ruby <laughs> thing was. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah, that, yeah, she's she, rooting for us, baby. <laughs> I, I wrote under. I just said, uh, bro. Weird timing. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he say she's here with us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I know said, she's yeah. still here with us. I know she's yeah. still here with us. Okay. Yeah. So I also like that. Walk away from that one. Blow the house up. I don't know if that's going to be like end up being a thing later on where they actually like, is that something that Tommy does for her to like, I could see that connect with her. Like, yeah. you know what? let's just blow the house. up. <laughs> this ridiculously huge house. Let's just blow that shit up a real quick. Let me get the painting of grace. I'll take that out yeah, and then yeah. we'll blow this shit up. How much money is that blowing up right there? Oh I mean, I guess God. the land still has value, obviously, but the house yeah. is huge. My gosh, that would be a great like end. He just flicks a be. cigarette, blows the house. <laughs> oh, up. Ooh, that's that's poetic. <laughs> that you gotta lick it first, though. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You gotta lick it. You gotta light it somehow, man. Um, are we nothing. good there? Yeah, I got nothing yeah. else. Okay, so now we're gonna step away from Tommy for a bit, and we're gonna go through the scenes that center around. I'm gonna say Billy. This is Billy's bucket. This is his big moment of the series, um, and. The scenes that we get are first in the back in the office. We have Finn, Billy and Arthur meeting about the the ref, the actual part two that comes a little bit later when the ref is brought to the office and they mm. handle business. And Billy himself is the one that pulls the execution. Pulls the piano wire. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about Billy being scarred from this scene directly and then jack confronting him and i'm starting this off by just saying this them confirming Uh, that he was the mole was just the most obvious thing ever and i can't even believe looking back that we had to talk about that because that was so fucking obvious four years though he got through it 
That's true. And that's ridiculous. We don't know the Shelby's Shelby. know that though. It's just Jack has that information, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. So he got away with four years so yeah. far. The Shelby's not knowing that he's a mole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous. Snorting, snorting coke, fucking chicks, making yeah. money. It's ridiculous. Honestly, good on him. I'm just Finn's helping him, dude. What if Finn's the mole? No, come on. Finn's gonna be <laughs> devastated when he finds out. I think yeah, that they're, could they're be, homies. That could be a nice like emotional ending to Finn's like very shortened season. Yeah. He's like realizing that this guy he's become friends with and has worked into the business is actually who's been betraying them. Yeah. 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 I could see that. But let's talk about this ref, dude. He is basically Capone. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah. I mean, I Yeah, he's not messing around. I respect him. Two small characters staring death in the face and nothing, no reaction. A prime whatsoever. Arthur in the face, right? Yeah, like, prime, yeah. like, I literally have here Arthur slowly returning and then also everyone's showing out this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this for me, I'm sorry to just jump in, but this is a classic Peaky Blinder scene. This is mm. one of the oh, things yeah. I was talking about. I, like it's the violence is no, no, gratuitous. No, 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 no. <laughs> like the you get the blood splatters, but like there's such an emotional weight behind the violence that's happening, and it really actually means something. This was just like I yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I ate this scene up. It was so good. In the bleak midwinter. Holy yeah. shit, man. Woo. So what yeah. when when you're using the piano wire, you're choking them out, right? That's the first way of killing them but this yeah. time he literally almost just chopped his freaking head off he pulled so hard yeah dude there was a lot of blood splatter yeah Arthur like that's like, not dude. choking him out he didn't die from suffocation there he died from just like the piano wire reaching his spine that's just adrenaline yeah. though that man was even well after his death and arthur had to be like okay calm down a little yeah. bit even though yeah. no one in their right mind would be calm in that situation <laughs> i will yeah. give like a I think very it's all small... fun and games billy <laughs> I'll give a very small shout out to Isaiah in this scene. I just like how, and it's just the squad in general kind of shows that like he's really ingrained in the blinders. And then when the ref comes in, he's like, "This he like he pointed a gun at me," and they go to him and he just smirks and laughs. And Arthur and they're Arthur, like, "Oh, call yeah. the police!" Yeah. Arthur goes. Arthur like looks at him. He's like, "This guy right here." And he goes, <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck at all. Yeah, that was funny. That was a pretty badass. Finn moment, in my opinion, too, yeah. because Arthur just says, like, oh, you want to call the police? Call the police. And then Finn just dials it. No, not even thinking that was that was you're right. This was just the Peaky Blinder season one, yeah. so season good. two, right? It Question for you guys. What is Jesus right on the ground, though? What is he right on the fucking ground? <laughs> yeah, he just, he's it? just smacking Billy's leg. And Billy's like, hey, hey. He, like, makes a noise. <laughs> Billy I mean, really he, did just think it was funny games for four years, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's making bills and, you know, yeah. we Kyle said it, banging chicks and getting drugs. Hard. It's not hard to act that out. Right. But yeah. uh, I kind of like Billy. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Like, I feel like he's no, just I like, mean, he's, yeah, he's a guy he's that's nor dude. He is yeah, a, he's like, just a guy that got pulled in. If I got pulled into this and I just was like a singer in a bar and now I'm like in the biggest crime family in the country and they're like forcing me to do all this shit. Um. Yeah, like that would fuck me up. I feel like he has like a he's like a very realistic <laughs> character. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like his he's beard. Like, and so yeah. you're and you're at the point when you're him. It's like you either join or you know you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So he's he you can't really fight it for too long, and you know and he knows you can't go to the police. That was just learned. Yeah, I mean, so, literally, what happens to the ref? It was his fate if he didn't go along right, with it. Right, right. I mean, and until he le- that moment, he wasn't asked to murder, so it was fine. You just got to be sketchy about sports. 
Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. he was good. At, he seemed like he was confident in the role at that point after four years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was an ex football player, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what made him. That was his end. Yeah. Hell of a left foot. Yeah. And going back <laughs> to the first scene with Finn and Arthur, I thought that was a good Finn scene, too, because Arthur is a little off the rails here, not paying attention. And Finn's trying to do business here. And he's like trying to, you know, he's like, come on, Arthur, let's go, dude. we got to figure this shit out. You know, I, I like that scene because, again, we haven't seen Finn, but he gets put right back in his spot. He seems more mature mm-hmm. and it seems like what John would do if Arthur was like that. Plays his part. Yeah. John would have smacked him up a little bit. John would have definitely sm- actually hit him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our John boy. Yeah. I actually that had a funny. moment and I think it was probably last episode. and It was most likely because Esme showed up where I just like heavily missed john for yeah. a second thinking yeah. about he's been gone for two seasons now and it's like if he's been here four. the whole time three right well, yeah. i guess well, he's, no. he's really not in for he's really yeah. not in for yeah yeah i just wish he was here a little bit longer i man. really love john he's, he's great. with us he's always a great Luke. actor and he's in one of my favorite black mirror episodes like i fucking love that dude yeah, he's a beast yeah and i mean he brothers with he's he's famous michael michael yeah. michael yes if yes, you check yes. out the benchtown tv podcast tiktok <laughs> It's all over that. That's man. where I got it from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you you go. must not have been the one that originally posted it, but <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be the one to dive into the uh, the crown jewel scene? I guess that really oh completes all of these scenes. Is, is Billy in the show? Wire, baby, Pain yeah. piano wire. Varus Central, man. But Dude, holy fuck! Did you say Varus Central? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I thought it was going to be the IRA woman showing up when you, I thought I heard heels. Like it was Jack's boots. Like his, his nice dress shoes are making that noise. But I thought yeah. when he was hearing the walking, it was heels. So I was waiting for the girl to show up the woman. And I was waiting for this to be her kind of finally showing more authority because she showed authority on Tommy back in the day. She's a hundred percent going to be able to show authority on Billy. So was it whistling that he that was also going on too? Yeah, there was like whistling in the background, and then you could hear her. Well, her. I'm saying her because I thought it was her. <laughs> it was but it was good. you could hear walking, like you could hear someone wearing actual shoes. You know who yeah. I thought it was going to be because of the whistling was the Billy Boys, and it would have been even funnier because oh. it's Billy Boys getting Billy, yeah, and doing the whistle. I, we haven't I, heard anything about. Where them. are they? What happened to them? Because they they didn't get the main. They were in Mosley. The main one didn't get killed by Gold, no. Abrama Gold. Yeah, I think they're with Mosley right now. I like that guy. I thought he was a good yeah. guy. Is, yeah. Um, Jimmy, Mc, Jimmy McCormick, I think is what his name was. Something like that. Jimmy McCavern. McCavern, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McCormick somebody? <laughs> That's a generic uh, Scottish, Irish yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, I heard the whistling and I was like, Pat and Fane. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you imagine? That would be crazy. Yeah, he would do something like that's that. That's very. Oh, he would definitely do something like that. That would be like one of the only. Well, that would be something that I would be shocked more than I was actually shocked with Jack because I was genuinely shocked that it was Jack. Yeah, I, I didn't know who to, Jack, I wasn't expecting yeah. Jack either. I was trying in my head run through all the names. Like, who is this? Because Jack was the one that announced that he was the rat, right? Like that was the first. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. It. That's okay. how we know. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure who it was going to be, to be honest. So I have a question because we know that the IRA was tipped off to the Mosley plot. And we're Mm -hmm. assuming that it was Billy. But now this is Jack saying that he's the rat. So did Laura tell Jack or has Jack been involved with the IRA like I thought he was in episode Mm. one or two? 
but then he couldn't because why would why would they need they need Tommy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's just Jack just flexing his muscles, like just finding out stuff about the situation and figuring out that there's a mole, just like how Tommy figured out there is a mole in Jack's group. Yeah, because like, but doesn't he say like you're our mole? Yeah, now, well, now he's saying you're working for me. Like, that's what his new oh, job okay. is. I, okay. Yeah, I think he took it as he was he saying, just took over the IRA's mole. Right. right. So I thought this was Jack's maybe my favorite scene of Jack. So for, really he, good really for a good. couple of reasons. So so the first thing that he does when he is threatening hand on the penis, like he is, <laughs> he is saying Emphasis on that, the penis. Yeah, I think Tommy as much he every episode, he's always saying how much he like respects Tommy and he's com- making comparisons with himself and Tommy. And he knows that Tommy's a little bit back into the game now. Right. He's got all these mm-hmm. informants. So he says like, I kind of like what Tommy's got going on. I miss the grit. I miss the, the yeah. taste of metal and, you know, like the, the threatening part of it. So the fact that he like respects Tommy so much and he's trying to like emulate it, it's rubbing back off on him and he's getting mm-hmm. back in the game. This to me felt like the most intimidating Jack was this entire season. And I oh. loved it because he's actually willing to get his hands dirty. And that's obvious because he's, he's mur- almost fucking cutting a dude's dick off. But that to me Fair. was just, it says so Balls, much, it puts so much weight on the fact that Jack wasn't just throwing it around like, oh, I'm interested in your brother. Like he really, really, even though he's playing out, kill Tommy, like respects him in that way. And yeah. then goes on to say, also, you're going to give up Arthur or else you're dead. You're going to get the Italian death, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I love that they keep feeding us the comparisons between him and Tommy Shelby, because back in episode one, Tommy was the one to to admit that Jack was very similar to him and Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. like you guys had mentioned that Tommy was able to find a mole in Jack's group. Jack was also able to do the same here. It just shows that they're both able to find out things about the other and act on those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even in this episode, I mean, Tommy's with talking Al Capone says this feeling. Yeah. The gun to your chest and Jack is, I have the piano wire on your balls. Like this feeling, I miss this feeling. You know what I mean? It's the same exact thing. Love it. I, when we were first talking about how Jack was introduced and we were so surprised how he acted and we thought he was going to act a certain way. Well, he did. He eventually goes the way we thought it was the meeting with everybody, the social gathering. And then as you meet him more and more and more, he starts turning into this guy that we thought he would be. And my gosh, he's killing it. Yeah. Like I, we said he can't hold a movie. I'm still hoping that there's something else that's the big plot point for the movie, but he's killing it. Like, I really like his actor and his character right now. I can't see him getting killed next episode. Now, like now that we're at episode five and next, next episodes, he, it feels like he still just got introduced in that. I would, I, it would def- I could see it happening, but I would also be a little bit upset because if this is going to be the peak of Jack that we see, it's like we're, we were so close to getting a little yeah. bit more out of him. You know, he would have so, been really cool to see as like an ongoing season, season to season. I going. guess he does have to die now. I'm thinking about it. So I got two points to make as my last pieces for this scene. Um, and one goes to Jimmy and one goes to, to Dave. The first is that what you're saying, Jimmy, is right. Like he totally. I don't want to say revert it, but morphed into the idea that we had in our heads of what mm-hmm. every villain of this show usually is. Right. And so right. I think upon a rewatch, Jack might go up like the most compared to basically anybody, you know? So like, I think just, mm-hmm. you know, rewatching it, we'll have a better appreciation of them, even in that beginning church scene. So that was the one piece. And then the second thing is, I think the opposite. I think this of what Dave just said about him going into the movie, 
I think this scene is to me is almost a death sentence for Jack because of how his whole plan is going to be about killing Arthur and Tommy. And that's mm-hmm. supposed to play out. So to me, that means Jack's dead by the end of next. Episode. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. And the last thing I want to say about this scene is, did anyone else just like squint and hold their freaking oh. eyes closed when the blood was dripping down his leg and stuff? You, like You can't ooh. even talk without even having seen season three of the boys yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Man. I know. I haven't seen any of it yet. And yeah. Um, all right. So we can move on back to Tommy. So this is our second to last bucket. It's going to be the, the calm before the storm of the whole ending of this episode. So what we have here is Linda and Arthur talking. Linda actually goes to him and, and we tries to get him to pray. We have the Duke part two conversation in the um, shipyard. And then last we have all of the Diana and Tommy solo stuff. Just which- to start. I have nothing to say about Arthur and Linda. I just Linda. Don't yeah. I, I really have nothing. But, <laughs> we said it all. But do yeah. we, we think there's a chance no. of them? Okay. No, no. no. I hope not. The I o- hope none. I hope none. The only thing that I want to say is it was a little weird pacing wise where last episode he's still a mess and then this episode he's back and he's good again. Like, why not? Just why did he have to revert last episode? Yeah. Why, why not? I hated just, that scene. But I, just, I feel like that's kind of what I mean. Granted, I don't know, but I feel like that's kind of what the recovery of addiction is like. You make a little progress, you backslide. You make a little yeah, progress, that's true. you backslide. You make a little progress, you backslide until you find that one thing. And it seems like they're going to make Arthur's thing religion. And they did allude to the fact that Al Capone did help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And I think I don't know much about the Quaker religion, but I think Linda converted from. No, no. She's been Quaker the whole time. Oh, really? He's always been a Quaker. Yeah, I didn't um, uh, the th- remember. Well, when she remember when she goes and Arthur slices the guy's face off, pretty much. She's at a, a they, what are they called? A meeting or something? It's a Quaker gathering. She they're called friends. OK, and he was a friend like they she was at some kind of Quaker meeting house. Like that's where Arthur went to slice okay. his dude's face off. I'm I'm not nah, positive. If she, she was she was like interested, I think, in it. If I'm honest, I, I don't think she's always she was always a Quaker. There's oh, no, I okay. feel like if she, she was always a Quaker, there's no way in fuck she would have married Arthur. So Arthur. I think that's the thing that made me bring this up is because she says that I'm a Quaker. I don't pray. And I thought I have memories of her praying in earlier seasons. So I just thought she converted. Oh, or so, OK, something. yeah, maybe maybe that's true. I'm, yeah. I'm just going back to what the last when she ran away from Arthur. But to be honest, she could have ran away from him and converted right there and could have yeah. been Catholic all before that. Yeah. All right, but fuck them. We don't need to yeah. waste any more airtime on them. Let's move back to Duke. Hitting we his talked scene. about it a little bit in the beginning, and I don't want to rehash because Jimmy stole the thunder of mentioning <laughs> the great quote of my business has two sides. Yeah. But I just like the idea that Duke is kind of almost being the heir to Charlie a little bit. Where like I feel like I mean Charlie's an older guy. I feel like how much longer does he actually have in him to run the yard like that? So I, I think that's honestly a very reasonable st- like end of Duke's plot. It doesn't need to be incredibly impactful. Tommy finds a place for him. He can do some good. Maybe he can use his skills for bad a little bit. He can have fun. He can live like a, a relatively free life. I'm cool with that. I'm pissed you said that because I just thought of that while we were like going through the <laughs> earlier part of this episode. He could totally just be Uncle Charlie's replacement. Yeah, and if you're and if you're talking about light, Uncle Charlie's probably one of the lightest yeah, of the crew. I mean, he's a he's doing 
the some dark stuff, but he's still not really part of he's any of the really bad shit. Red. He's not getting. His yeah, yeah, not not recently, at least. Yeah, hmm. yeah, at least in recent time. Did I, as a Wheel of Time fan, hear Tinker in this? Scene? Yeah, yeah, you man. did. You even did. though they're even though they're Tinkers. And I not know. Tinkerers. Yeah, I was tinker, I tinkerers. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a running thing, basically, on the podcast of the Tinkerers. <laughs> tinkerers. Yeah. Uh, another point, though, in the possibility that maybe Duke is only the heir to for the next generation to house to to be the owner of the shipyard is like we're caught up on the idea that why introduce this ability of thievery for him right is it not a stereotype that gypsies are just sweet at stealing like that yeah that's a that is like a yeah they they make that a point yeah they make it in the show so then that that. almost if they do put it on the back burner and do nothing with that that's almost good enough it's just showing you how in touch with this gypsy side he is right how much right so like that's fine, I guess. Okay. But, yeah. You know, it could be either thing though, because I would like for him to steal some shit. Listen, well, yeah, if I mean, was... I feel like he could just have a la- that level of utility, but still kind of run the yard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they have a sweet ass finale and Duke's not even a part of it, I'll say what was the point, but I'll I won't say the finale is any worse. Yeah. Without Duke being, you know. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, the meat, the money, the mm. sexy thing. We've been calling for it all. Jimmy, I can't believe it. You I am it. shocked. Yeah, bro. I'm the it, only man. one that did not think this was happening. I don't. Think. So I want to give you props, though, Luke, because we're going to talk about this again later. We'll fast forward, but you said they won't ever bang because it's Lizzie's no-no, and you're saying if they mm-hmm. do, it's game over. Which. I'm under the impression that it is game over for Lizzie and Tommy. Like, I think, I think so she's too. done, dude. I'm I really do. Too. I think this is we'll her get opportunity. To that. I think that's her opportunity to get out now with Ruby, Ruby, not in the picture anymore. Um, Duke coming into the picture. There's just, yeah. there's no, no one room for her anymore. Charlie. And her, <laughs> Charlie her tol- wants some more gifts, dude. Her tolerance for Bullshit. Tommy's love is just so at its minimum right now. And this is definitely the drawing point. And I, agree with everything they say in the in the meeting that at like when lizzie leaves not she deserves better than tommy obviously yeah, the, yeah. regardless of her past she deserves better tommy tommy, never, let's not skip tommy away never, yeah 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 let's get like back the to the, after the bang the bang yeah. the bangity bang yeah let's bang, get, let's bang, get bang, to, to the bang it's also funny that tommy i mean not funny but it's just i guess reflective of tommy's growth of that there's we've talked about the meme before where it's like incredibly hot women or just attractive woman gets introduced fans think ah tommy won't fuck her tommy fucks <laughs> her okay it literally happens every season but yeah. this time it was like let's talk business let's talk business and he literally only bangs her for business like yeah. it's not like he's like lusting after this beautiful woman right. he just wants to build some fucking affordable housing did we know <laughs> the guinness family connection yeah, yeah they yeah, mentioned her it. husband oh, they, did. they mentioned okay. it yeah they mentioned yeah. it too yeah, I can't that's, believe that's her that I never vocalized how hot I think Deanna is, but maybe it took this <laughs> scene for me to just say she is beautiful. She's also a terrible person. That's so. probably yeah, why. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, the old-fashioned garb and her being just awful in, on screen, just I kind of let that one go. <laughs> I was like shocked, not shocked, that she was so forward about it. Yeah, like, like it seems like it's very, that's the very like high-class lady of her that she can do whatever she wants. She's like, you know, like, Oswald banged your wife like fair is fair. We should balance that out. And I was like, damn, all right. She's really getting after it. Like just cutting straight to that chase. Did you, when she was saying all that, did you think that Mosley was in on it? Privy. 
Yeah. I figured he didn't give a shit. Yeah, I, I feel like he I feel like he you, knows that he's going to like he's the one that brings up now that we've said all of this, sorry Lizzie, but you know, she's gone now. We need to get you a new wife for the for basically the press, for the paparazzi. I'm I'm guaranteeing that I that he was part of this plan to get Lizzie out, but I don't know about you guys, but as soon as they banged, I was like, this, this is going to be an awkward ass scene. She's going to say it to Lizzie as soon as they see each other. Oh, I, knew I was right not away. thinking it. Oh, I really? Because right they were coming. Away. Especially with Mosley being there, I knew right away, and they were so- smiling. They were like, oh, we have a celebration. All right, let's 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 talk that. about Tommy and Lizzie first, and then we could dive really into the dinner. Yeah. We, Tommy and Diana or Tommy and Lizzie? Tommy and Unless, does anyone have anything else to say about the six? It was awesome. Bang, did a bang, did a bang. It was great. Was it good for me? I mean, was it good for you as it was for me? I didn't realize how good it was going to be for me, but it was good for me. But I just the the scene with Tommy and Lizzie afterwards, mm-hmm. I just it, it's now that we know what happens in the dinner, thinking back on it, it's even more heartbreaking when she, like she says to him, like, I'm ready to wait for you to explain yourself. And then he says, you know, when I know everything, I'll tell you everything. And I feel like that for her, like gave her a certain level of expectation. I feel like that calmed maybe a little bit of her fears. Like she was like, OK, like we really just got to get through this. And then it all falls apart. Still holding yeah. out hope. Stuff. Tommy's taking painkillers. I'm not. Sorry, Lizzie was still holding out hope. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Tommy's taking yeah. painkillers as well. He is. And he's back to drinking with it, so that's not good. But nope. <laughs> <laughs> And he yeah. has seizures, which is yeah, like yeah. that's not good at all. Not a, I thought wait, can we talk about really quick going back? That that weird scene where he was like going into the boat. And then he was back in the tunnel and then he was sure. in the bathtub and then there was all these dead bodies. That wasn't him having a seizure. That was just like a symbolism kind of like, well, they also oh, that's said actually that, right after this, right? They also no, said that before. he's prone to oh, okay. hallucinations too. Well, if it, yeah, they said, have you had any hallucinations? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was supposed to be like, he went back in the boat and had a seizure and then in got up defense, and went home. Or- they have correlated the two throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. Of like he has the visions and then we find out that he's having the seizure that's happened yeah. and it, in the bathtub, in his office in Parliament. It made right. it, it a little bit like sketchier too because that kind of blended into the Mikey Stash thing. Yeah. So yeah, by the way, yeah, for yeah. those listening, we're gonna cover that that flash of, of Polly, stash. which was holy shit. Flash of stash. <laughs> the flash of the stash and Polly <laughs> with the actual last scene. So we're gonna now continue talking about Jack. Oswald yeah. and Deanna showing up for the last part of that that dinner, which we've been kind of talking about. Can you imagine? Yeah, sorry, Kyle. You no, you're up. good. I just another parallel between Tommy and Jack. Jack literally said calls him an American. In this. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you're like an American. And that basically you'll break, do whatever you want to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. And can you imagine being Lizzie where just like you said, Kyle, all this stuff is going on. She just feels totally out of it. She says, you changed the safe. The way- I was telling you the one thing I did have was the yeah, safe. Yeah. And he's like, listen, there's some things I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit. I literally just told you you're not telling me anything. And now you're telling me there's more you yeah. can't tell me. But mm-hmm. can you imagine being her where they have this talk and he says, when I know everything, I'll let you know. And then jack hits her with this big dog where you're thinking this bomb is the bomb like that's the bomb of the episode for lizzie he's going away she doesn't want him to go away and he says you know once i come back i'll have all the answers and that kind of calms her a little bit yeah but then she gets the real bomb a little bit later it's just you know not not a great season down for her yeah she's having a bad and and when i say bad i mean her as a character not 
an actor and uh, mm-hmm. she's yeah. phenomenal this season. She, yeah, she's been phenomenal. It's one yeah. af- it's just one negative event after the other for Lizzie and it, I hate to see it for her. I really do. Dude, Diana is just continuing her streak of just wiling out with what yeah, she said. Actually, she does not care. <laughs> That's how I wrote my notes is Diana wiling out with this crowd. I, swear <laughs> to God. I wrote all caps wiling out. <laughs> That's awesome. You are a very lucky woman to have each day when I've only sampled once. Yeah, I was yeah. like, damn. Very poetic. I, I got very what poetic. I wanted the moment I laid eyes on it. That's a little yeah. feather in Jamie's cap. Dude, yeah, right? this was mind blowing to me that she just dropped this. And the f- I was I, no way did i think that mosley knew about any of this i thought oh. he was gonna blow up he's just chiefing on sig like yeah didn't yeah care at all I was not surprised to have him just sit there and smile it it was all planned all this was definitely, yeah exactly they knew they knew tommy was weak for women and they just were like okay we're gonna use this as an excuse you're just gonna make a, a business deal with him by having sex with him but this is a huge scoop that's gonna just destroy him even more because I feel like it doesn't, it though. It doesn't like destroy Tommy, him. Yeah, I feel like Tommy, I mean, granted, yeah, bad for Lizzie. I feel like, but Tommy has, like, it worked out for him, kind of, too. He knew it was a purely business transaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't work out for Tommy in the way where, like, it's just cementing in his head, like, I'm the devil. Like, I yeah. think that he's, that's where he's at now. And that's the end, you know, the end scene where he's just like, listen, she doesn't deserve me or I don't yeah. deserve her or whatever. She's too good for me. Just like he said, like, I, I regret marrying you because you don't deserve any of this bullshit that I'm putting you through. He's like, I'm just one like one of you bastards, pretty much. Yep. And he's like saying it. And you could tell there's like two things like he's saying it like out loud to them. So they're like accepting he, him. But at the same time, he's like, them, yeah, Jesus Christ, this sucks. Uh, it's true. I am one of these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have never guessed either with the introduction of Diana that every time her and Mosley would be in a room together, she would have way more lines than him. Telling you, man. Yeah. Where's it's the worked pants? out? It's worked out well for the show and their characters, I think, as Mosley emphasizes Mosley's ability to just be like cunning and mischievous, and Diana just boosts her as a character in general as a villain, act, yeah. not like a favorite character, you know. But it right. really feels like she is the boss. Yeah. yeah. And he smokes six so elegantly, dude. So elegant. <laughs> I love his six. little cheeky bastard smile. Yeah. That he does, he's dude. been doing that from the moment you meet him when he goes into Tommy's office. <laughs> yeah, man. He's ridiculous, dude. He's, he's great. He's such an asshole. <laughs> he is great. I do wish we got more of him, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, maybe he's part of the movie, man. I think they can't kill be. everybody. I yeah. hope so. I re- I, that dude deserves to be on the big screen because he is, again, a phenomenal actor. Because he yeah. is, makes you want to punch him in the face. Who do you think is yeah. quicker to die, Mosley or Jack? I think Jack's dead next Jack. episode. Yeah, I think Jack, because right now, the imminent threat to Tommy is by Jack. Like Luke's point is perfect. It, you know, as of now, Tommy thinks he's working the, the crew, but Jack is the only one that we know of that's actually going after Tommy. And if you're going after Tommy, then you're going to die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty and much how it goes. To add to this whole thing, what happens early on in this dinner conversation is with the information that we have at the end of this episode with the Michael thing, we'll talk about Jack says here at the dinner that this whole deal is going to go down. And when Tommy goes to America, who's he meeting with? It's going to be Michael. So it's going to be that big confrontation. I wonder if it is going to be back in that freaking bar in, in the front, in the cat, yeah. yeah, the French territory in Canada. Cause it totally could be that's, that could be where this all goes down. Cause 
Holy shit. It's like it, it took me until now to realize how little Michael actually has yeah. been in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've reverted where I now think Michael has to. I've, I've been going back and forth with if I think it's going to be Jack, Oswald or Michael. And now I'm just full on Jack's dead. Next episode, Michael will be the main bad guy, hopefully along with Oswald and maybe even Laura and the IRA in the movie. Like that could be the three ah, big things, man. That's good. That's, that's, all, it's worldly. Not a that's though, all worldly right? stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that. It, it's a point to you, Luke, that if Jack dies, that would mean that Michael should probably take over or or not necessarily like be the big dog in that whole organization, because we did see other people ahead of Michael. But maybe that'll make him more prominent, prominent enough to be a higher stakes bad guy for the movie. He'll be Gina's I, number two. Nah, yeah, he's right. got a piano wire, Gina. Oh, my oh goodness, my, man. Uh, no. She doesn't even yeah. get a sniff of this episode, except for when they talk shit on her in the meeting. That's like what? How does isn't don't they? Um, doesn't someone choke uh, OG Clementine in Westworld? And like you like slowly see like her cry and die with that. Like they have uniquely similar facial structures. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh huh. Cheeks happen, and eyes. Though. No, but I could see it. I could see yeah. it. Jimmy, I like like what you were saying earlier with how he was constantly saying, you're right, I don't deserve her, but it was not in the way that Mosley meant. And then to top it all mm-hmm. off, after kind of still bringing up Lizzie, he's saying, you know, truth is, I belong here at this fucking table with the fuckers like you. And yeah. she doesn't, for all I tried to hide it, I'm just one of you. Couldn't be a sadder ending, huh? And Damn. Just- That's what flows right into this special rendition of Red Right Hand mm-hmm. as Tommy's saying this. You hear start hearing it build in the background. <laughs> and when I heard the first line, I was like, fuck yeah. Let's, let's go. I was slightly underwhelmed, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could have been the, the badass version. I wanted the yeah, I wanted the original. I mean, to be fair, they have used a lot of covers of it, mm-hmm. different versions of it throughout the series. But yeah, yeah. That's true. I definitely feel you. Yeah. We're getting the OG next episode guaranteed. You gotta, you gotta. I really think we have to, yeah. Yeah. Higher chance of every single Shelby dying and no Shelby's being in the movie than not getting red right hand next episode. (laughs) Okay, I like that. that. If it doesn't play next episode, it better just be the background music for the entire movie. (laughs) Right, just in the background. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay, so let's get to these last two connecting scenes that were the buns to this sandwich, you know, dinner. Okay. Okay. Um, And I need some clarification of what you guys took away from the first part of it, because I was so freaking confused. I think I have some clarity on it, but let's talk it out. Cause what happens is Tommy has after banging Deanna has his own hallucinations and it, and it kind of bleeds right into Mikey stash and him having a flashback or maybe a conversation, a dream. He's sleeping. Yeah. Cause Gina's in the scene too, is why it's making me think that it could be a flashback. No, I'm sorry. I I think it's a flashback too, but technically it's a dream that he's seeing a memory, right? Cause he's still sleeping when it happens. Okay. And so what I took away from that was that Polly's voiceover finally had its full payoff. That's been kind of being hinted at every single episode about how there's going to be a war. Someone in the family is going to die. And it seems Mm -hmm. directly connected with this scene. And what I took from this scene was that Polly was like cutting her finger and putting it into a bowl. I thought this was like him, Michael, demanding like Polly help put a gypsy curse on Tommy or something like that. I agree. And Mm -hmm. I I think that this scene happened before the scene in season five where Tommy talks with Polly. Agreed. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But I, 
I didn't take it like a curse. I took it like she was trying to foretell. Like that was her way of foretelling. Okay. So and she cries when the blood hits the water because I think she knew in her own head whether it's real or not real. The answer, but I don't think she tells Michael or Tommy. She obviously doesn't tell Tommy because she says to Tommy one or one or the other. Um, but yeah, she cuts herself and the blood hits and she starts crying. I, I took it like it was the foretelling, but I hundred percent took it like it was right, like you said, Kyle, right before that scene with Tommy. Yeah. And that's where they went after Tommy pretty much kicks him out of the garrison in season five. Mm-hmm. Right. That right. was their, I guess, plan B. Can you imagine though, like what her scenes would have been like if she her her actor didn't actress didn't pass away because would we assume that Polly would have went on Michael's side of this? No way. No, there's no way. I, I think- mean, she walked out on Tommy at the very end. Like that was the she I think she could have died anyway this season, but just probably like it could have been like the season six or the episode six banger, like plot twist moment. She's Honestly, specific- her walking out on Tommy could be a hint that like like she couldn't look at him anymore because she knows that Tommy's going to kill Michael. Yeah, I, I, I kind of took it like either neutral. I'm out of it or I'm on Michael's side. I didn't take it like <laughs> she would actively be on Tommy's side while Tommy's trying to kill Michael. That's uh, it's so yeah, hard. It's so hard like to Tommy's say. really not trying to yeah, kill Michael. I know, right? I feel like yeah, Michael is trying right. to kill Tommy and just forcing Tommy's hand. He's trying to swat the gnat away of like, get yeah. out of here, it's little funny, motherfucker. It's yeah, funny you say that. It's funny you say that, Jim, because I honestly took it as she doesn't want to tell Michael, yo, Tommy's going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, that's how I took it. That's literally how I took it. I don't yeah. think any of us want to tell Michael that. Yeah. So let's just keep this discussion going with that actual last scene in the prison. He's at Michael's outside and a priest that's working under Jack Nelson comes in and gives him Jack's ultimatum says, if you say yes to the deal, you're out right now. If not, you're going to sit here. Okay. So it turns out he says, I consulted with my mother and my only intent when I leave here is to kill Tommy Shelby. But I thought at the beginning of that scene that Michael was about to be killed. In by Smack by Jack us. Nelson. Mm, I thought okay. so too. You can never hold. You can never. Peaky Blinders could do that to you. Yeah, I, dude. I, my mouth was like, I was like, is Michael about to fucking die right now? Never in doubt. With him being off screen, episode, I was like, eh. with him being off screen so much, I didn't really worry just because I felt like then we would be like, what the hell that was, was that? Yeah. yeah, but I it it was very eerie in a way where it was almost like the scene where they're all going to the gallows and I and you know maybe it's because they're in a prison and this and that but it just seemed like it could have been like that Luke with the you know mm-hmm. you're just like oh shit what's going on as the as the priest is walking through the tunnels and everything towards the the outside area where Michael was the fact that Michael willingly says I'm going to kill Tommy Shelby really shoots down my theory. I came up with last <laughs> episode. I, there's still a possibility of a team up, but I oh, right. not definitely not a permanent back into yeah. the Shelby. Nah, they're never, That's they're not. You got me on that train. I'm off. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. that it's like, there's conviction. It's going to happen. It, I, that's just how I, it's like when uh, in the last kingdom, when what's Uhtred's daughter's name again? I keep thinking Stiora. Stiora. Oh, it is Stiora. Okay. When I <laughs> keep thinking it's thinking, Stiora. When Stiora <laughs> it's just tell- random named Stiora. <laughs> when Stiora is telling Brita, I'm going to kill you, that resonated in the back of my head all season. I was like, it's going to be her that kills her. And it finally happens. That's mm-hmm. the same kind of vibes I'm getting here from Michael. Where How mad would you be convicted. if Michael killed Tommy, dude? 
There's no, mo- I'm not watching that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's the movie, dude. What if they just kill every Shelby and then there's the movies about not no Shelby's? It's what, what's the movie about Michael and Gina on a fucking booze cruise? Isaiah and yeah, Isaiah is just walking around <laughs> okay. like it's about Duke running the yard. Yeah, <laughs> Curly's Curly's hanging out. Yeah. So, but I was gonna say, as as per usual, when we get towards the end of episodes, we have to. I mean, this is our last chance to put anything on the board. Um, yeah. I want everybody's prediction about the fate of Arthur because I think. I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody, but I think we're all on the same page that Tommy's not going to most likely not going to die until mm-hmm. at least the movie. So Arthur could realistically be a casualty of Jack's plan because that puts more weight on how much of a big dog he is. That brings more we, purpose into Billy and like the whole him being the mole thing. So that could totally happen. And I could see Arthur dying. We also didn't really talk about it at all. The fact that the reason Jack Nelson went to Billy was you're going to bring me Arthur. I don't worry I about brought it up. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like an in-depth conversation, mm-hmm. but when you mentioned that question and the thought of that, it definitely can bring up these thoughts of, Oh shit. Arthur could be on the chopping block next episode. And I would be so pissed. Yeah, man. The man had a great run. I'm not, I won't give him his, uh, his RIP just yet, but he does. Hmm. It's coming. It's, it's it could closing. Happen. Yeah. It's closing. Yeah, closing in on him. Yeah, I would there. I would enjoy and I can envision him like trying this whole straight and narrow for a little bit and then just realizing like that is not him and like going out in some blaze of glory to like <laughs> save Tommy like when he fucking rolls out with the machine gun yeah, in season five yeah. against the uh, the IRA or is it the IRA? The no, it's the or? Asians, right? No, yeah, no, yeah, for the no, Asians no. against the IRA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that is like a classic Arthur Shelby scene right there and I would almost prefer he goes out like that. Yeah. So I could, t- yeah, I agree. I could totally see Arthur dying. Who else is I- on the chop? block we have one episode left i mean jack we said yeah i mean with arthur i could totally see okay here's my first question for you when it comes to arthur do you guys think tommy's gonna tell arthur he's dying i was honestly thought he might do it at the family meeting probably would have been way too early to do it but i was like yeah be a nice guy and tell everyone but no i really hope so Really so, so I was going to say how tragic would it be because i don't think so either so how tragic would it be if arthur eyes to save tommy mm, yeah and then tommy's like jesus christ i never told him like i was dying anyway this is this is you don't, know yeah. don't don't bring that into the world i'm, I'm gonna yeah. i'm bringing it dude. i'll cry i'll cry i'm bringing it i'm bringing <laughs> the totally onions cry. out right now dude. so do we all actually think does anyone think arthur lives to the movie well i don't my, like the fact that we're all saying he's gonna die yeah I, i'm gonna <laughs> i said it last because it's not gonna happen. he's gonna die yeah. i'll say i I think he could die in the movie. I, he's definitely within next episode and the movie. Okay. Unfortunately, a display. I think there's player. a possibility that he could die, but there's a possibility that he couldn't die. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Appreciate your input, Jim. I'm, um, I'm thinking Arthur, Arthur, Billy, Jack. Is Finn. And I think Arthur, Billy, Jack, Diana are all going to die gonna in the Diana finale. Too. I was just and then Diana, okay, and okay. Tommy, and then the movie is a Johnny Dog spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think those one, two, three. everyone besides Tommy. I think they just they're say. going to die. Yes, and I, I guess if it's my last one of the last things I'll say on this episode, I just want to shout out. I just love the scene when Tommy in the family meeting is going to introduce Duke. And he's like, Johnny, like go get him. And Johnny just goes, Tom. (laughs) I love how that's his like, yes, it's just Tom. And Charlie's the same exact way. And he goes, Tom. 
Yep. Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> we're we're That's... hijacking my question and making it yours, Kyle. It's everyone you guys think will not survive next episode. And I, I like that much better because this is our last chance and this right. is on the board. So Kyle has Arthur, Billy, Jack, and Deanna. And Michael. and Shelby and, Manor. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. And so my question to you guys is, do you think he only cares about Arthur and not Finn just because Arthur is like the second and the, yeah. the man dog? Nobody. Finn's oh. Yeah. Okay. So you're, so he doesn't, he's not trying to like wipe out the family. He's just saying, I need, I need the right hand out of Tommy's yeah. arsenal pretty much. Okay. Um, I think yeah. the writers forgot about Finn potentially. <laughs> I got one. I think. Isaiah Isaiah could possibly go, especially with the oh. introduction of the Nazi party. Yeah, the racist. Yeah, the, yeah. the hard. He's racism. got a girlfriend too. I think. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's been having such a good life and just been <laughs> kicking it, and it's like, yeah, they could easily just put that all for to shit and just kill him next episode. So I, I would, I would, if I were to take off like Jack and Diana, who. Kind well, of are you confident? Like, like, are you putting? I, my, no, my, put, put it all on the board. My, right? Okay. So it would be Diana, Jack, Isaiah. I think that's enough for one episode. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll give that Fair. three. I'll leave it at three. Okay. I'm going to go Arthur. I'm going to go not Diana. I think she lives. I think Mosley lives. I think Jack dies. I Jack. think Billy dies. And I'm going to say, does Finn do it? Is Finn the one that does it because he's he's, he's the mole? He would have been my fourth, but I I I'm, I decided to keep him off mine. Yeah, I definitely think Billy dies because he's the mole, but I'm not sure if Finn's gonna do it. Or oh, Billy's yeah, throw Billy on mine too. Yeah, get him. That's a I don't know. Yeah, I don't think one. any of the other big players are out. So you got Arthur, Jack, and Billy, Jimmy. Yes. Okay, so. The only reason I wouldn't say Finn is because he just got introduced and it would be so <laughs> ridiculous for them to just introduce him back with a wife and then kill him in the next episode. They could do so, whatever the hell they want. Yeah, dude. Let's hear it, Luke. Let's hear it. All right. So I am going to say Arthur, Arthur, Billy and Jack all dead. And mm-hmm. I think my my wild card here that could die and it would just just absolutely destroy my soul is that i think that gina could die (laughs) and i think that i want it the value of that Mm. would be the build up more of michael's hatreds towards tommy for the movie showdown that's just because now i'm leaning more into the michael versus tommy showdown i want that Mm. at the beginning of the season that's kind of what i wanted it to build towards i lost track of that in the middle of the season when i thought mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when dave convinced me that michael could potentially be a good guy again now i'm back heavy on that <laughs> side where i think michael's gonna live the episode and yeah. gina dying is a perfect reason if you clear out gina and jack like you don't need anybody from that family really to be alive it could just be michael as the main face of of the america, america yeah when you said Gina, that makes perfect sense too because i think that cuts the nelson bloodline we don't know of any yeah. other relatives brothers sisters yeah. things like that so that would just hard get rid of nelson as a whole and then it would be down to just the shelby's which i is like there, is there anyone on this pod that thinks michael could die this episode coming up i could mm. see it but i really would enjoy him to be the movie villain mm-hmm. so i won't even put it out in the world i also think it's funny of thinking as michael as a bad guy i agree fuck michael but like from an objective standpoint michael has done like nothing wrong you're right and <laughs> like tommy i mean he's well within his rights to believe that tommy is a huge reason why his mom died and he totally oh, 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 has yeah. a reason to hate tommy for that 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, he hasn't done anything wrong in a way where yeah. if you're Tommy's homie, then you think he did something wrong because but, he tried to push Tommy out of the company and all that kind of stuff. But that shit happens in business all the time. Yeah, Michael should have known what he was getting himself into. Like, no one is ambition. He's, he's too ambitious, Michael. Yeah, no yeah, one's right. safe when you're a Shelby. Everyone's fair game for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So um, is there is there, Dave, any possibility of my old theory from last episode being a thing. What was that one? The, the fake, fake x-ray diagnosis. <laughs> no, I, I, I know nothing yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it. it. Somebody just be like, ah, give me like a <laughs> the core idea of it is good. And like what I was saying last episode with, there's just no way that he should the movie and this last episode should all take place within 12 to 18 months. So yeah. I, th- I like the idea of that being the counter to him having TB, but it, that was a little if, too ridiculous. So if it's not true, which I think we're all saying is pretty likely, then that means that he most likely will die in 12 to 18 months. So that kind of puts more merit to Michael being the bad guy than what we were saying last episode, where could it just be Tommy versus the fascists? Tommy Hitler. versus Mosley and Hitler almost. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But like that was yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that was an option mm-hmm. because, you know, because if that won't be enough time, 12 to 18 months, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm I'm killing my theory, you know, until mm-hmm. the fat lady hasn't sang yet. But no, nah, mm-hmm. I feel you guys. problem is that that no information was nah, nothing that happened. Came up at all. Yeah, nothing yeah. added to it. He I mean, didn't, he's, I was, he's I was trying to get killers. a second opinion. He's taking oh, he did killers. say, well, his doctor gave him the painkillers, but he didn't get a second opinion, which I honestly thought they were going to show that. Like, I thought that because the doctor said, you can go get a second opinion. Here's her. Here's her name. I thought that they were going to have him do it so that it could cement. That could come into play. Tommy ain't got time for that shit. What are you talking yeah, about? I he's fucking he out here brokering five million dollar deals and trying to take down Hitler. Which is how much? Oh, yeah. five million dollars. They said dollars, not pounds. Okay, okay. It's one hundred and twelve million four hundred and twenty-one thousand five hundred and thirty-eight dollars and forty-six cents. Wow. That, wow. that really helps put it into perspective. It really does, yeah. That, that but it's still lot. not like that. I mean, like that's rich, but that's not that rich. That is a legacy. Well, I mean, that that's legacy. It's, on, it's on top of everything else that he has. Yeah, absolutely, it's rich a enough. Legacy, yeah, that he's been preaching about. Now, I also thing- feel like the the gap between the one percenters and the and the yeah, true. Like it's different, so it's it's yeah, hard yeah. to get a full grasp of what that actually means. It would be exponential. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that is your net worth, you're like you're ranked so low in net worth in like the world and like the U.S. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, last thing I want to say about this episode is that Arthur called Duke a little bastard. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, you little bastard! Keep that watch so you can tell the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that's like another good arthur scene just because he's arthur like he's yeah. actually arthur there <laughs> because oh, like the kid, you bastard yeah, I was the just kid was an say. ass like the kid literally was doing it to get arthur's attention so he could be like oh shit where's my watch but like duke was an ass like arthur was gonna like turn around and freaking slice him with his hat <laughs> i was gonna say kyle his voice too in that moment was more raspy than it had ever been in his <laughs> I, love life. I love it they should all have raspy voices from all the SIGs, man. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys? Any last things we need to put on the board before no, we man. know everything? 24 Oops. hours from now, we will be done watching the show. Peaky any Blinders of you guys, forever. any of you guys going to watch 
in five minutes or we'll be waiting for tomorrow. I literally have to edit episode four after this. <laughs> <laughs> I will most so likely now. have to wait till tomorrow. It's it's pretty late. Yeah, I'm now, waiting. So. yeah, I'll be watching tomorrow. Okay. All right, guys. This is our last Peaky Blinders episode before the finale. <laughs> The last one. Was that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. I was just okay. trying to see if I could get a little riled off for you guys. But You're a funny guy. Yeah, a funny, a guy. funny guy. All right, guys. One more episode left. The finale <laughs> of Peaky Blinders, the series finale. We do have a movie coming up, but there's a lot of deaths that could be coming. We're not excited for the deaths, but eh, maybe some of them we are. I am. Fuck Tune Shelby in Manor. to find out our thoughts for this finale. Check us out at BingetownTV.com. Any of your favorite podcast apps, we're on all of them. YouTube, we're um, any new subscriber, we really appreciate you guys. Any new like on the on the videos, we're putting every podcast from now on on YouTube as well for the most part. Patreon.com slash BingetownTV if you want to support the pod. $5 a month, all the exclusive content. Such a great time, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our Peaky Blinders coverage. We have one more with you guys until the movie. We're excited to have one more with you guys. All right. We are Bingetown TV. And thank you so much for listening. Truth is, I belong here on this podcast with fuckers like you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 